If you're looking to sample a new podcast, the Working Experience podcast has been in the top of the charts for the business category on iTunes for the past two years. The Working Experience has been ranked in top 10 podcasts for careers and business in 10 countries for the last three years, China and India among them. John and Matt interview thought leaders, global workers, authors, celebs to help their listeners better navigate the world of work. They also have a weekly audio masterclass. Find the Working Experience wherever you get your podcasts. When I first started sewing, which was just the October before the pandemic hit, I was sewing things like baby quilts and items for a camping trip. I made, you you know, nylon utility bags for our laundry in and our gear and things like that. And runner tent runners for the floor. So the floor wasn't so cold. So I got on YouTube, a friend of mine said, you know, I hear that nurses need these because they're slathering their masks with hand sanitizer between shifts. Oh "Oh, God, that's disgusting. You know, like, why would you want, you know? And so I had some fabric and I pulled it out and this was the very first one. So at that point I didn't have any elastic. I had to make all the ties and that sort of thing. And I figured, okay, well, this covers your face. It's going to give you some protection. So this is what I first started with. It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 207. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. How's it going? It's going. I say we kick off this episode with a really big announcement. Let's do it. How about that? So next week on the show, we've got a really fun interview. (laughs) Yes. We were fortunate enough to sit down with people send us suggestions all the time. I should back up and say this. Yes. And this is a suggestion we've been getting for a long time. Yes. But it's not always easy to snag some of these suggestions, right? Like we're True. not going to get Michelle Obama on the I, podcast. No. I mean, we would love to have her, yeah. and but it's not going to be a thing. And so, uh, but that's not a political statement, by the way. No, so save just, your letters, save yeah. your notes. She's just d- doesn't have time for peons like us. Yeah. But someone who took pity on us and decided to join us on the show uh, next week, we will sit down for an in-depth conversation with Jersey Shore's own Snooky to talk about her love of Peloton. Pretty surreal, folks. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And, 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 you know, she posts pictures from her Peloton all the time. Mm -hmm. And we've always seen her on the bike, but apparently she also has a tread. Yes. And she talks about that. Yes. And just how she found Peloton. You're going to have an exclusive. You get to find out who her favorite instructors are. And you will also get to find out what other member of the Jersey Shore has a Peloton. So right here. That's what you get to look forward to next week. So uh, so anyway. Very excited about that. I Well, we should be. Yeah. I'm excited. So I guess, what do you have in store for people this week? We have show? our awesome interview with Dr. Jen, a mm-hmm. segment with Dr. Jen this week. We also have a nutrition segment this week. We're going to announce the tonal winner officially. Yes. Um, there's tons of news about Peloton, news for the instructors. It's all over the place. We'll deal with some of the fallout from the recall announcement. We will. We're going to hit the stock market a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Well, before... Before we get to all that, shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. 
Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, you can find us while you're there. Be sure and leave a review so people that come along after you know that we're worth their time. That's always helpful. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page, join the group. You can check us out on YouTube while you're there. Also subscribe there so you get notifications. You can watch these shows in HD right there on your computer or TV or mm-hmm. TV app. You'll definitely want to do that. I mean, you, I think you want to do that every week, but you really want to do it next week when we talk to Snooky. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of fun to like see. actually see them. Yeah. Yeah. I know it was pretty surreal when she showed up. Yeah. I, did, I kind of left the zoom screen minimized. Mm-hmm. So I didn't look at her. Didn't want to get distracted. You, I, didn't I wanna, just, you didn't want to stare at her. I just didn't want to. Yeah, it'd be weirded out. Like, it's easier if I'm just hearing her. Yeah. So, like, I, I actually had it minimized. So, but yeah, so uh, you can do that over at youtube.com slash the clip out. And of course, you can get our weekly newsletter mailed to you with all the uh, the links and pictures and whatnot. If you sign up for our newsletter at the So let's dig in, shall we? Sure, we shall. Run, lift, and live with John Mills. So joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube is John Mills. Hey, John, how's it going? How's it going? <laughs> He's very excited. Oh, good. You are That's pumped. Right. Got, You're pumped. Grandpa Shark. Good stuff happening today. I feel like we need to charge Pink Fong for all the baby shark references we, we've been making. They owe us some money. Or do we owe them? Oh, after them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We didn't sing, Maybe the, that. We didn't sing the song. That's so true. we don't owe them any oh, money. Although true. I think technically yeah. the song's in the public domain. So Is it? I think so. It's it's like ah. a, it's an old song. It's been around for a long time. Uh, if you really if you really want to know, there's a wonderful podcast called Decoder Ring that does a deep yeah. dive on the history <laughs> Why are you holding your hand? of the baby shark song. This is what she does when I go off on these weird <laughs> pop culture tans- tangents. <laughs> I mean, most of the time I love your pop culture reference, but that one, wow. I don't, I don't. That's some deep stuff. It was real deep. Tom has deep stuff in there. Yeah, he does. It's, it's, it's actually pretty interesting to learn about where Baby Shark came from. It's been around for a while. Okay. Well, much longer than you think. So, but, uh, but anyway, enough (laughs) of that. People don't come here for the Baby Shark. They don't. I mean. They stay for the baby shark, but they come for the public. They come for the grandpa shark, yeah. not the baby shark. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, so I guess let's dig in talking about the stock for Peloton. Unsurprisingly, has uh, had some wild swings in the past week. Yeah. What do you, What do you think oh. of that? I'm. I'm. I mean, right now we're at like just around ninety, or at least we closed right about ninety. It's been. It's been hovering. It's been a little up. Yeah. It's been a little down. Yeah, I mean, I think that, well, we know about the effects of the announcement of the recall, and we saw the, how it dropped relative to that. But since then, and, and since the earnings call, and then the explanation with regards to, you know, why they did what they did, and, and then what their for, a future forecast was going to be, their outlook, and how well that went, I've kind of been positive on Peloton since then, even what we see now. Like, yeah. I, I know I, I know it was down a little under 2% today. But it's been like consistent, you know, right around 90. While all this other like fire is going on, this is like the movie when something explodes and the guys just kind of walk in slow away. Like, that's <laughs> how I see this. Because right now we got a 
fears of inflation yeah, and yeah. housing prices are up and the Fed is is just out there saying we about to raise interest rates. We're out of gas. We have no gas We're, on the East Coast. That's right. We got I mean, we got hackers attacking, attacking Colonial Pipeline and uh, people st- sitting in lines. For, I mean, dogs it's crazy and cats living happening. together. It's it's right. crazy. Tell them about the Twinkie. What? <laughs> That's a Ghostbusters. Yeah, number. thank you. Oh Crystal mystified. I'm so mystified. <laughs> so mystified. I'm so glad you caught it, John. He would have been so I, disappointed. I would have been. I, I was love like... Ghostbusters. So yeah, that would I would have known. But yeah, you got all this stuff happening. It's just craziness, and it's at the same time they're just, just kind of stable. Yeah. That okay. Now, so if you look at the rest of the market, you know, like Nasdaq's down. You know, the S&P yeah. 500 is down. Like everybody's down. Nasdaq in total was down what two point seven percent today. Well, I feel but, like I feel like but I feel like none of these analysts are talking about that. They're just like, boo, Peloton, we're all going to die. <laughs> it's awful. Boo. And, that's right. Right. They're just all like, chicken little uh, on us. There's like one analyst I've seen out there that's like, yeah, keep it. It'll be OK. And everybody else is like, <laughs> we're all going to die. Because that's the easy headline, right? It is like, the that's easy the headline. easy headline. Uh-huh. But I've been all positive. You know who scares me? <laughs> who? Not, not Peloton. Nautilus. Nautilus. Why do they oh scare you? They scare me to death. I cover my eyes. I mean, because <laughs> they, 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 I'm trying to watch their chart. I'm like on a roller coaster. I'm like, it's crazy watching Nautilus. I mean, right? So then, you know, they're up and then, then they drop 3% and then and then you you hear that their numbers are great and they go up 10% and then after market and then by the next morning, market hasn't even opened yet, they drop 12% and then during the day they go up 3%. Then today they're down 7%. Like, I don't know what in the world is going on with But here's, here's Peloton. And Peloton. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, well, you know, you know, well, we know that Icon is working with B of A and they're talking about going public. Yeah. And then we know that Beachbody is working with Minx and... Some FRX, some investment company. Yeah, I don't know and there, that's going to be work. a SPAC. And then there's another SPAC, I think, that's happening, too. I don't remember what right. company it was. It's like they're everywhere all of a sudden. And then the Beachbody thing, they had like a conference call earlier today, and they were talking about their plans, and they got all these they got all these big plans of going global with it, and they're talking about all these countries. and all. When I hear that stuff in the icon, I think that would impact Nautilus. But Peloton... <laughs> You know, I mean, I mean, for example, Nautilus was on their call this week was saying we made 200 million in revenue for the quarter. And the first time in 35 years, we've our, our whole 35 year history. That's the first time we ever broke 200 million. Whoa. Peloton. That's Wednesday. One point two billion <laughs> in the quarter. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then they're talking about, you know, we got two hundred fifty thousand members. I mean, Peloton's five point four million. Wow. Uh, so, I mean. I mean, I, I see all these SPACs and all these that will impact Nautilus. And that's probably why you see all this craziness. But Peloton, I think it's a positive. We see them just right around 90, just doing this while all these explosions yeah. are going off. And John Von Clan, what's its name? John Claude Van Damme. He's doing all of this karate stuff. And, you know what I mean? I do. But Peloton, like, believe it or not, I followed that. Yeah, I, mean, I, I feel like Peloton's the leader and everyone's fighting to be, see who can be a distant number two. Yeah. Well, they're all they're all right. talking a lot of trash, though. They're they're acting like right. they're way better than a yeah. distant number two. But it's because it's all they've got. Right. It's true. Like that's that, what I think. That's all they've got. Like when you, you know, it's like politics. When you don't have anything positive, you go negative. <laughs> the numbers are too positive. They're doing too much stuff. Mm-hmm. They got their hands in too much. 
the content's it's too great. There's too many people. I mean, that's why I I think it's uh okay. I think this is a good time to buy. So so yeah, I agree. I agree. So you've you were you were a little uh what's the word? Not exactly like at a 10 with your happiness level with Peloton last week, Um, you know, but then by the end of the earnings call, you had come back, you felt you felt at ease. And now you're just you're just riding along that that line with them. You're just right there. I'm walking arm in arm like this (laughs) while the explosions are going on. It's just me and John Foley like doing high fives. Can you um, walk in and things are exploding back here? Could you do one of your videos and make that happen? (laughs) We can make that happen. I want to make that happen. happen. (laughs) We got to do this. Oh yeah, we can do this. Can Tom and I like be in the background? I think we'll just be like. That's right. You'll be, it'll be all four of us. (laughs) Just walking. That's right. Stuff's exploding. That's what's going on <laughs> okay all right well we'll we'll see how it, i agree with you by the way i think everything's going to be just fine as as we have both said many times long on peloton sticking with it not worried about it at all it'll be okay I'm not worried. absolutely there's lots to come and then uh <laughs> the other thing we wanted to chat with you today about is uh Planet Fitness. You posted about this in your group, and I wanted to hear more. I wanted to hear you verbalize more about this bricks with clicks because I kept reading it, and I'm like, okay, I just need him to explain what he's saying here in words. My (laughs) my eyes were (laughs) hurting. So, Planet Fitness entered into an agreement, yeah, with iFit. iFit. Okay. And they did that was back that was back in April of 2020. The, okay. we, you know, the, the pandemic had hit. Right. And Planet Fitness goes, oh, everybody's everybody's at home now. We, we're closing doors. How do we keep our members engaged? We don't have content. So they went to iFit and iFit helped them out. Now they got all this Planet Fitness content. Okay. So that was back in April 2020. Okay. Now they they've taken it a step forward forward and they're they've invested in iFit. So now they're like a minority investor in iFit. So you can expect there's going to be little closer a tie there's probably going to be more that comes from this and so that was just interesting to me that i saw icon and ifid and nordic track and you know their brands proform and all that stuff i saw them as looking at this from a perspective of like peloton like you know fitness is going into the home right we're, right we're, we're on a path to that People aren't going to be going to the gyms like that anymore. It's, you know, fitness is if you don't have to travel, then you're going to do it here. Right. I saw them in that same world with Peloton. But when you see this collaboration, it, it looks like they're kind of aligning with, well, no, there's just, just going to be this brick and mortar pre- presence. And we're we're aligning with that in some way. That was the uh, the interesting part of it. And then when Planet Fitness makes a clear statement about, yeah, we're going to have a digital presence. And that's why we're you know having this association with iFit. But it's more like bricks with clicks, meaning it's brick and mortar. It's you're going to want to go here. But if you need some of that, that digital content, we got that, too. Like huh. it just seemed backwards to me. If you think about connected fitness, yeah. like from a connected fitness perspective, Peloton's going to say it's just clicks. I would have reversed it. Yeah. It's yeah. Clicks and bricks. Right. Like, well, I like guess they be can't, though, right, because they already have all the bricks. Yeah. <laughs> so they they got to they got to add the clicks or they're dicked. <laughs> right, like that's. But but for that is like, right, I, that is right. I I I mean, I think like I get the logic, and I think it will work on some level for some people. I think 
I think it's more of like a bullet point when they're giving you the old hard sell when somebody's like, right. well, I don't know. I mean, if I got a Peloton, I could just do it at home. Oh, well, we added this. So you still have that option with our stuff, but you can right. also come in and lift a weight or hit the pool or whatever. And so like, do they even have pools? I don't think I don't they know. have pools, I, I, but I that's, that's kind of my point because Tom, I think you're totally right. That is what they're doing. But like a pool is a major sell for a gym like a major sell if you're a person who especially if you want to do triathlons but if you if you don't if you don't have that then anything else can be done at home weights can be done at home and and your cardio can be done at home so what i'm trying to say is i'm concerned for their future i think bricks with clicks is a bad idea i think that that's where i was too like i was thinking well well this is what i actually thought i thought okay i hear their perspective i hear where they're going with it yeah the dominant is our business. Right. Bricks. Yeah. And, and then so that's where that's our world. And it brings some clicks along. That, that'll work. I, I saw that perspective. But then I thought, well, we know Precor had a, I don't know if they still do. But at, before Peloton purchased them, they had an agreement with Planet Fitness, which sounds like they were supplying them equipment. And now you have Planet Fitness and they have a dependency on with iFit as well. And both of those companies are connected fitness with an intent to kind of bring more fitness into the home. I kept thinking, do you want to be dependent on your competitor? Right. Yeah. Like, that's what the way I kind of saw it. It's I don't, starting maybe to get I'm all like it this. It, it's yeah, like it's, it's like getting incestuous. It's, it's like if this goes south, won't both of them, like won't Peloton and iFit go, wait a minute, you're gaining too much market share. Now, let's disconnect this relationship. Like, wouldn't they do that? You, I mean, I think there's certainly a, a risk involved, but I, I look at this as less designed to lure in new people than it is to keep the customer base that's contemplating deflecting mm. to at-home fitness. Like, oh, you know what? For the same price, we'll yeah. add this other thing, and why roll the dice? You know you already like here. If you want to dabble mm. in this at-home stuff, like, here's our version of it. It's already, pat, pat, pat. It's already baked right. in. Like, you know what I mean? Yep. So like, but it, yeah, unless they're producing actual, like, uh, viable, interesting content, I, I don't know that they're going to get much traction. But the irony is, if they were to invest in producing really good content, I could see people going for it. I could see people that haven't made the right. choice yet saying, you know what? They have good content and I can still go to a real gym when I want to. But maybe I go to right. the real gym once a week, but I can still keep up on my my exercise plan throughout the week without having to disrupt my schedule to do it like i i see the appeal to something like that for people but uh good point but i just i think i still feel like short term it's more about keeping people from defecting than it is about luring luring in new business well that'll be interesting because i'm hearing a lot more people talk about how they're using ifit particularly on their treadmills at home and i'm seeing a lot of that I'm seeing, Me I mean, not enough that I'm worried about Peloton or anything, but like compared to where it was it. six months ago, eight months ago, right. it's a lot louder. It's a lot more people. Right. So uh, that'll be interesting to see how all these things go forward. Yeah, this is the interesting one. Yeah, I, I think that I'm, I'll be interested to see if they really do, if go, Icon really does go go public. Because, you know, it's tough kind of looking at Peloton and Nautilus as the only kind of true publicly traded entities in this space. I, kn- I know Lulu's in the space, but I mean, mm. they're more around the apparel. So you you don't see the similarities in how they're right. you know navig- moving in the market. And it's not the same, but, but I can see the similarities when I see, look at Nautilus and Peloton. So I'm looking for another company to go public to see Icon go public. 
I think that'll give us more to kind of compare. I think we'll see more happen with these companies. So I'm interested in that. I'm interested to see what this minx uh, or mix, I think they call it, beach body thing and how that plays out and how all of this affects Planet Fitness. And that's that was the core to that that post. It's about like what is really happening with Planet Fitness here? Why do they have these connections? Are they trying to save something? Is something not working and they're trying to stay connected to this? This domain is what's really going on there. It definitely know? seems like they're trying to be everything to everybody. And that's well, and they're probably also concerned that, like, now that we've had a pandemic, like, what if there's right. another one in two years and people want to leave again? If you're and then if you can say, well, we've got the at home stuff, mm-hmm. like you don't have to cancel your job. Oh, that's a really good and point. Also, right. that's a good point. Also, the other version of that sentence isn't we have at home stuff. You don't have to cancel your gym membership. The other version of that. That sentence that the gym might say is We have at home stuff You're not allowed to cancel your gym membership mm. Ooh. Mm. I mean because they play hardball with those They do With those contracts And so mm. if they add this at home element they, they might look at that and go No 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 You still have access to our services So right. go so now F- you can't cancel. Now you can't go F yourself Oh Tom I think you might be on to something there I'm an evil genius I'm going to grow a handlebar mustache just so I can twirl it. <laughs> just need a top hat and a monocle. That's right. Yeah. And some little minions running around. Yes. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Until next week, uh, where can people find you? They can find me in my Run, Lift, and Live group or page on Facebook. They can find me on Instagram, Run, Lift, and Live, or at runliftandlive.com. Awesome. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it (laughs) it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread (laughs) i didn't make a sandwich with these I just had toast. Which you love because you have toast almost every day. I do. It was the (laughs) best textured bread of this sort that I've ever had. And if you're doing the math, it's zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar, and high in fiber. So don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away a hundred or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, And they also come in like a million different colors and styles. 
for your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clipout listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to Gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R.com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at Gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. Getting the psychological edge with Dr. Jen. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family, and child therapist, and most importantly for our purposes, sports psychology consultant. You may know her from VH1's Couples Therapy with Dr. Jen or VH1's Family Therapy with Dr. Jen, her long-running radio show, The Dr. Jen Show, or her app, no more diets. Mm. It's Dr. Jen. Hello. Hi. Hello. Uh, we have another question for you from the clip out community. And this one, this one kind of dabbles into our tonal community too, or the superset community that yeah, we have. That's true. Um, this is from Jessica Lynn Swift, and she would like to know how to balance her Peloton bike and tread with tonal. Like specifically, minute she's not sure how to like plan out minutes of cycling running and weightlifting per day per week and she's looking for advice and you know i i get this we have a tone on as i've mentioned to you guys i feel such loyalty to peloton that i've never actually used our tonal whereas <laughs> eric uses the tonal and my dad uses it with him and they swear by it and eric's body looks quite amazing so i'm <laughs> sure the tonal's amazing um that sucked said, me in. that counts for something right that's true yeah, exactly. That <laughs> definitely counts for something. I think that that they should put that on their website. <laughs> like that is probably their biggest claim to fame. If anyone knew who um, I was, that would probably help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that finding the balance and look in general, finding the balance between cardio weights and, you know, I'm going to say it, even though people like to forget about it, stretching, yeah, you know, slash yoga slash foam rolling is really the key to your workout longevity. It's the key to having a balanced workout. It's a key to physical fitness. And we tend to kind of, we all have our biases. You know, there's some people who are like, I'm all about the weightlifting. Then there are other people who are like, I'm all about the cardio. I don't know anyone who's like, I'm all about the stretching, but that's so important. And I know for me, if I don't stretch every, like every workout I do, I am hurting the next day really? so much more. Like my muscles are just way too tight. So I think that the key is really to make a, a regimen on a weekly basis that has that balance. And if you're not sure what that balance looks like, and, and typically a lot of trainers talk about alternating, you know, arms and legs and kind of making sure that you work, if you're going to be doing running, that's probably going to be an arm day as opposed to a leg day, or, you know, depending on how you spin, but really finding that balance and working with someone who is a trainer, who does understand Peloton and Tonal, and they can help you find that balance and then making a plan that you can do every week. Yeah, I, th I, I think that is the key to it because it is hard. And, you know, I think that what you said there about finding somebody who's familiar with both is really important yeah. because so many of the Tonal programs, they incorporate 
arms and legs, especially if you, you know you can do a lot of full body workouts. And if you're a person who wants to do the bike and the tread in addition to the weights like myself, it's really hard to find that balance because you're using your legs all the time. <laughs> so exactly. it's, it's just so hard. Yeah. I mean, I know for me, like I do the bike and the tread that for me, it, it can, it's very challenging, but I've kind of each, like at the beginning of each year, I kind of sit down with someone who knows, you know, very familiar with Peloton and helps me come up with a workout plan. And I'll probably this year at like the six month point, kind of do a reeval, kind of let's refresh this and, you know, and do something new, but it really is important. And also having those rest days, even if it's an active rest day, you know, like on my active, I have an active rest day. I walk on the tread, I do a walk class and I do a yoga class. So it's, it's, I keep it really gentle and I stick to like 20 minutes, 30 max. Yeah, that's that's a good idea, because then at least you still feel like you were moving, you get your check mark and but you're not overdoing it. So and I I also find for me that yoga is one of those things like I never liked yoga until I took Kristen's 45 minute Billy Joel class. And you guys know I am a hardcore Billy Joel fan and that just hooked me in. I love Kristen yoga. All of the Peloton instructors are amazing. Their yoga classes. But Kristen, I think maybe it's because she's a dancer. I also love her music selection. And I always find that on Sunday, my active rest day, I find myself going like, oh, I don't know if I feel like doing yoga. And then as soon as I start, I always, halfway through, I'm always like, this is exactly what my body wants me to do. Like, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. And it's, it just is so good for you. And as you get older, your balance is not as good and yoga is so good for that. Your muscles need to be stretched more. And it's really something that I think people forget about. You know, the other thing that I personally love is Hannah Corbin's foam rolling series. If you haven't done it, try it. So her foam rolling glutes is like, I had a really bad chronic hip injury. It is the one thing that really makes a difference for me. That class is amazing. I do it almost every day. Wow. High praise. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It is. Very high praise to Hannah. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, where can people find you? You can find me on all social media, especially Instagram at Dr. Jen Mann. Two ends on Jen, two ends on Mann. Also, my InStyle magazine column called Hump Day with Dr. Jen comes out every Wednesday about relationships and sex and all kinds of good stuff. Ooh, awesome. That is good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Your chance to win with the clip out. So our big contest is finally over and we have a winner. Congrats to Tanya Means. Yes, uh, she was the big winner. She won the tonal and all the smart accessories and uh, a year membership. Yes. Because she was kind enough to donate by entries and donate to the Make-A-Wish of the Greater Bay Area. And we ended up, we gathered up through all of your amazing donations and entries. It was $14,771, I believe. Something like that. Real yeah. close. So real close to fifteen grand, which so is close. which is statistically speaking, on average, that's a wish and a half. So well done. Well done. They indeed. were very uh, surprised that we... That we raise that much So thank you to you guys Yeah for, you guys are amazing Yeah And uh, congrats to Tanya And I'm sure we will have More contests coming up soon Yeah And we've got more things Up our sleeves and, and if you didn't win a tonal And you might be interested in one It's not too late Like I To go purchase one It's it never too late To purchase one It's funny I know from the past That like When we've when, Like the last time We gave away a 
tonal. It's like they saw a little bump when the contest was over. Mm-hmm. People that were like waiting, hoping they won, and then they're like, "Okay, I'm just going to go buy the yes, thing." Yes, yeah. So. We we might have another one of those uh, those bumps. And um, if you guys are interested, what you do is you go to tonal.com and enter promo code the clip out, and then you get a hundred dollars off of your smart accessories. By the way. How you are almost done with one of your the the program you're in? Yes, right? I'm doing uh, four weeks to fat loss. Yeah, and that is one of the harder ones. It is also I found out after I signed up for it. <laughs> well, <laughs> you didn't ask. Um, and uh, then uh, there were people that got to see where I posted over on Instagram. You were doing burpees while I was on the bike. Yeah, and uh, that's that's part of the tonal programming because they don't just have you do stuff. On the tonal, they have you do stuff off the tonal to get your heart rate up, and uh, that's what you were doing. So. Yeah, there's all sorts of different things, and we've talked in the past about the digital weight, so mm-hmm. they just increase it in one pound increments, so you don't even realize that they just threw a little bit more weight on there for you. It's like the kind of trickiness you need to yes. motivate yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so if you want to check it out, again, you go to tonal.com and use promo code the clip out. New content. So uh, Maddie Majacomo and Olivia Amato took to Instagram to talk about their new program for beginner strength. Yeah. So this is brand new for people that have never done strength training. And this Instagram was all about what you can expect in the program, how they made the programming, how they curated all of the classes, what went into it. So um, it is going to be a six week program. It's it's already out there. It was mm-hmm. one of the programs that was released over homecoming. But it was really cool hearing Maddie and Olivia kind of go through all of the details of what you can expect from it and the the thinking behind all of the classes. Pretty awesome. Awesome. Peloton in the news. So Law.com had an interesting article about will Peloton face lawsuits uh, over its treadmill recall uh spoiler yes <laughs> actually I mean, actually if you read the article what it says is that they think that they did an about face fast enough that they will probably avoid some of the lawsuits that would have happened oh really um they are definitely going they are facing lawsuits i mean sure. that's that's just a fact but if you compare it to what they would have had had they continued down the path they were going right they're in a much better place, actually, is what is what this said. Okay. Um, and uh, I, I think that this article, like what you just pulled up, doesn't right. really seem to have that much. So I don't know if like this is one of those ones. You that, had to like, log in. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think you get to open it once before it does that. So that's annoying when we try to do this show yeah. prep thing that we do. <laughs> But definitely take the time to go read this because I thought it was interesting. It kind of pulled apart like the different kinds of lawsuits that were that they were facing. Okay, you know, there's the one for investors. There's the one that's just for like the public. The public, yeah. exactly. And I've been seeing lots of notifications that those are all expiring. Like those deadlines are coming up for interesting. those. So yes, it will be interesting to see how this all goes down. And if you want that link, just sign up for our newsletter at theclipout.com, and it will get sent to you. It'll just and show up in your inbox. You can just scroll down to the bottom. Of the email and click the link and then morning brew had an article about where does peloton go from here and how will it affect their marketing and they sat down with some uh, some really insightful people <laughs> to talk about the future of peloton's marketing i mean just the, they, they were just I Brilliant mean, observations. experts, you might yes. say. Uh, yeah, it, we're joking, of course. It was um, it was us. It was us. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but you know what? I, I realized John Foley 
you know, did say, hey, we're going to become the marketing leader. But but like if you read this article, we added a lot more to that statement. And we gave an example of how what they did with the music industry. And we talked through why we think that they're going to be able to pull that off. So we kind of took what what John said and kind of expounded on it. Exactly. And and, using past experience. Right. Like we pointed out that, you know, they were getting sued left and right from different music industry factions. And it was like they went to court, they hammered it out, and now they're the leader and they sign, you know, they turn around and and sign a multi-year deal with Beyonce. Boom. So, so I mean, for anybody who's still worried about this whole treadmill thing, it's it's going to be okay. I really, genuinely believe that from the bottom of my heart. Not just because I want to, but because I think that Peloton has now taken this on as like, oh, we will crush this. Right. And and when they put all of their weight behind that, in fact, I forgot to put this in the notes, but just today I saw come up on the uh, job opening board. They're looking for a safety person like a safety specialist so they're already starting to hire people right specifically for this reason it's going to change everything how they do it i just know it and while we're going through stories kind of dealing with the fallout of the recall announcement from last week uh freight waves which uh talks about shipping and the supply chain end of things uh had an article about the logistical cost of peloton's recall yeah and this gets pretty pretty in the weeds yeah so just know going in if you decide to read this article that like you're you're going to get deep in the logistics but they talked about things like you know the suez canal being an issue Mm -hmm. they talked about the gas shortage being an issue and then on top of all of that like the expenses to pick things up what that's going to look like and that you know you can really only make guesses because it's going to depend on how many people actually send their treads back and and what that's going to look like like but for what it's worth the author of this article agreed with my theory that there's not a lot of people that are going to be sending their treadmills back like in the aggregate you know i'm not saying no one's doing it but when you look at the overall numbers it's pretty small i agree and i feel like just anecdotally that's been kind of the the prevailing comment from people is they're like no i'm keeping it i'm not worried about it I, i i feel like i handle it safely and i'm i'm gonna maintain it I see a lot of people saying that since they have until November of 2022, that they're going to wait to see if they have a new tread and then mm-hmm. they'll return it so they can buy the new one. And I and to which I say Peloton's not stupid. Mm-hmm. If you see a new tread come out, I don't think you're going to see it until 2023. Agreed. Like, they're not going to announce a brand new super fancy tread with all new bells and whistles just so you can return the old one. Like it's not their first day. No. But I think people are also saying that, like, let's say they remanufacture, not remanufacture, because that makes it sound like it's refurbished. But right. But let's say that they take existing tread pluses and they change the manufacturing process so that it adds safety features, not just that rear guard that we're anticipating, but sure. other features as well. I think people are also saying, I will send it back for that. And, yeah. and Peloton really hasn't been clear about what that timeline is like. Totally. And but I, I still think most people, when push comes to shove, they're not Whatever those improvements are, most people aren't going to think that it's worth it because you still are going to have to eat your delivery and your taxes and your extended warranty. Your extended warranty. You're going to have to burn another day of PTO so you can wait for the delivery guys to show up. And and I doubt they're going to probably pick up and deliver on the same day. So you're going to probably have to do it twice. I just I think when people say that, but when push comes to shove, it's just going to be too much bullshit for people to deal with and they're just going to be like what i have is fine 
I agree. It would have to be some pretty extenuating circumstances for me to want to get rid of my tread. I yeah. love my tread. I'm very happy with it. It's like running on air. No one can take it from me. <laughs> and then uh, Forbes wrote an article about uh, how people responded on Twitter. <laughs> this cracked me up. To, I was like, dude. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm sorry, Forbes. We thought you knew that Twitter was a shit show. Right. Like, I didn't. You might want to pop over the OPP and see what these yeah. entitled jerks say over there. Welcome to the Internet. <laughs> right. I didn't realize it was your first day. This is why we don't read comments. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, but basically, the a whole article is like he was just shocked yeah. that people were like, well, you know, the treadmill's fine. A Peloton shouldn't have to send it. And by the way, I ordered mine and now it's canceled and this is bullshit. Peloton, give me my treadmill. I know how to use it. I'm yeah. the responsible adult. The rules and this guy apply was, to me. This guy was just shocked at that. He was like, yeah. what, what? Like, why would you be mad at Peloton for doing the right thing? Because so many people don't think it's the right thing, man. Yeah. <laughs> they, they don't care about safety and bad things will never happen to them. So there don't need to be any precautions taken yeah and i mean honestly i i have mixed feelings about it because i want to be very clear the tragedies that have occurred are awful they are they are tragic but at the same time i i still am not convinced that's peloton's fault and i don't know that it's any more dangerous than a treadmill and and for the people that say otherwise i say show me the data i i mean i would really genuinely like like to see that we're willing to be convinced yes yeah it's just my mind can be changed right it's just i saw an article today that said that the average that supposedly three deaths occur on a treadmill per year and 32 accidents I find that very hard to believe. I think the death number sounds right, but the accident number sounds shockingly low. Like that doesn't make sense to me at all because people slip and fall on treadmills all the time. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's not. I mean, that all you got to do is type and fail on YouTube, and thirty percent of your videos are somebody on a treadmill. So I just agreed, and and it's not a fault of the treadmill. It's just things happen. I mean, trips and. All kinds of stuff happens and, you know, accidents occur. And and I hope that I hope those families that this occurred to are okay. Yes. I I mean, as as okay as they can be in the circumstances. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I am glad that Peloton is just working with CPSC because we all just need to move forward. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to move forward just yet because I got another one of these type of articles. And this one's (laughs) from the Washington Post. All about. uh um, will buying a Peloton or a trampoline increase your homeowner's insurance? So, and, and it sounded like the answer was, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it theoretically could. I mean, I don't know that most homeowner's insurance... I mean, I, th- I think your homeowner's insurance will ask if you have a trampoline. I've they will. Ne- I've never... Ours have never asked if we have a Peloton. So. No, but I wonder... You can't help but wonder if that day is coming. Yeah, it very well could be, so... And not just because of the safety issue, but also because of the expense that, that like, yeah, it might cover a stationary bike, but it doesn't cover a Peloton $2,000 stationary bike. I like, never it's even not thought meant about that. for that. The, I guess, yeah, if your home burnt down, it would, co- it would cover it. Yeah, I was... Yeah, I never thought about it. Yeah, so. it's like, you know, some people have like expensive jewelry and they get sure. a special rider on that. And right. that's basically what this article was also putting out there. Besides the safety aspect, don't forget that there's these have a very high value. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I just thought about it. Like we have enough fitness equipment in here that it's worth more than your your wedding ring. <laughs> so true statement. So, yeah, maybe, they, maybe, maybe we should get a, a special writer. Yeah. Yeah. A Peloton writer. No, just a fitness equipment writer. Yes. I have so many things. We've got the tonal. <laughs> we've got the fight camp. Just keeps piling up. 
And then the Washingtonian had an article about what is the song in the Peloton Rise and Shine commercial? I guess this is just a thing now. Yeah. Like every time they have a, a commercial, we're going to talk about what what is the, the song. I guess so. And we, uh, we know that Peloton drives clicks, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, if you're wondering, it's uh, Stop the Flame by Celeste. She's a British singer songwriter. Okay. Um, and uh, it's not really been heard over in the U.S., so it might be new to U.S. fans. And uh, I was not clear where this commercial actually aired. So Interesting. Yeah. And then we saw an interesting article this week. Not even really sure what to make of this. It's it's about the fact that the the Washington Post appears to have a Peloton account. Like, and so sometimes when people are on their bike, they, they randomly they they get high fives from the Washington Post, and nobody knows who's behind it. Which. I mean, am I reading too much into this or like, could anybody have made this like any single person on the planet could just make one called Washington Post or I or WAPO or whatever it says? Like, why? Why do they think it's actually a Washington Post worker? Well, I guess they had they also have like randomly created a TikTok account. And so I think that like the current theory is that it it is actually uh, somehow officially the Washington Post and <laughs> and they don't know if they're using it to k- keep track of like people that are on their bike when they should be on the clock like I <laughs> I don't know but like but but apparently the Washington Post is out there watching you well watch away Washington Post watch me work clip out <laughs> so joining us today via the magic of zoom tube is Angelo from MetPro hello hi Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. Well, thank you for joining us. We have another question from our community, and this one is from Donna Watwood-Ecker, who we've heard from before, but she has a different question for you. This time, she wants to know if she's not really into cooking, so she wants to know what kind of food prep is involved. That's a great question, Donna, and I'm going to tell you a secret, but shh. You can't tell anyone this. <laughs> I'm not a big cook either. People talk to me all the time. It's like, oh, what's your favorite recipe on this and that? I'm like, well, no, I love barbecue. I do. I admit that. I love barbecue. But I'm not a big, I, I'm not a big cook, cooker. So I'll give you one of my favorite techniques for someone that doesn't do a lot of cooking is you buy macros in bulk and you meal prep by macro, not by meal. Otherwise, someone will think, well, oh, I got to make this whole meal. And I'm, yeah, you know, this baked chicken and, you know, roasted asparagus and, you know, uh, sweet potato or quinoa, you know, and all these ingredients. And it feels like I got to do this elaborate cook. Like, no, no, you don't just have in your house vegetables. Um, I like fresh vegetables, but you can even get gasp vegetables in a can that are organic (laughs) if you need be gasp you know you could and make it simple and quick there is something to be said about brevity and speed when you're on the go have that in the house have your fats in the house you don't even think about it at any given time my wife and i keep stocked olive oil and avocado our two favorite fats i am an avocado fiend maybe that's not your thing but whatever you go for as far as fats just keep it stocked So now you don't have to think about that. What does that leave? That just leaves mostly your meal carbs, your slow digesting complex carbs, and your proteins. So you know what we used to do? We'd go to the deli section of any nice grocery store, and we'd get three pounds of that, 
and two cups of that. And it's in our fridge. Nice. Done. Bam. And so meal prep is no longer cooking. It's serving. <laughs> I'm into serving. That See is my that jam. Yes. <laughs> and, and now if you are into cooking and you just want to be efficient, I recommend two carbs and two proteins. And so there, there's lots of different approaches. You don't have to use these carbs or these proteins. But if you were to open our fridge at any given time, you'd usually like right now in our fridge, literally, we have chicken and we have some grilled hamburgers that my, my wife cooked up in advance, done. Also, we don't have this right now, but usually we'll have a bucket of sweet potatoes that she's baked in advance. And then I'm not a fan of brown rice. She loves brown rice. So we'll often have a big thing of brown rice and I keep them there done. So that way I have some variety. When I don't have time, I just go to the fridge. I grab the bulk macro and I serve. It's that easy. And if I have to run out the door, I put it in my to-go container. I'm out the door. It's done. It's easy. So cook prep by macro more than by meal. I love that. Yeah. Yes. You know, another trick you could do at the grocery store, Uh if you got a bunch of like, (laughs) let's just say you got a bunch of Halloween, but you got a bunch of Halloween costumes left over. This will make your day even easier. (laughs) You You put on like a fake mustache and you're just like, I'd like six ounces of turkey. And then you switch your costumes and you go back and be like, I'd like six ounces of turkey. And then they do all the prepping for you. You just keep changing costumes and ordering your turkey in six ounce increments. And then it's all ready to go. And then it's all done for you. Don't wear a mask. Go in and order three pounds of turkey. Making them do the yeah, work. Sporting it. Yeah, yeah, you gotta have sporting it. You're right. I see your way. I think it'll be quicker in the long run. Uh, no? I don't Maybe. I don't the changing time seems like that's gonna take a while, but you <laughs> They're like, why is this guy dressed as Pac-Man want three ounces of turkey? I don't understand. But if you do it, I'm totally gonna film it. <laughs> Never a dull moment with you two. <laughs> That's true. the goal. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, until next time, where can people find all of this wonderful information? Come visit us at metpro.co slash TCO for the clip out. Instructors in the news. So uh, Emma Lovewell was on NECN. Do you which, know what that is? It's, of course, it's uh, New England Cable News. Right. And not because I looked that up <laughs> to find out what NECN was. I just, of course, knew off the top of my head. I mean, with it's, you, it's, it's possible. Cable you, News. you knew Baby Shark was in the public domain. So I don't. <laughs> I think. I'm not 100%, but I, I think don't the care. actual you melody had an might opinion. be. But, you had uh, an opinion on it. <laughs> well, anyone can have an opinion if it's, if it's wrong. <laughs> That's not hard to do. Um, and so, uh, but this is where I go to get all my news whenever I'm concerned about a nor'easter. You know? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. And so, uh, Emma Lovewell was on there just with four ways to stay motivated. So there you go. All right. Well, if uh, you're having trouble staying motivated, this would be a good news segment for you to watch. Yeah. Pretty much just take any Emma level class. I think that'll just <laughs> that's going to take care of it. Check that box. And then Alex Toussaint uh, posted on Instagram. <laughs> I guess he had a bike plus delivered. He did. Now, remember, he just recently got his his first house. He bought his first house. What? Ah. It's been about five months ago, something okay. like that. 
So uh, he finally got to have a bike plus delivered at the house. So he is going to be on the leaderboard with us. Mr. Tucson 25. That is Alex. So if you get a high five, you might want to high five back because it's Alex. And I think uh, we should all like take comfort in the fact that it took him five months to get a Peloton. That's true. Right? Like they didn't rush him to the top of the list. Like now that, that delivery times are going back to normal, he's finally getting his. So how about that? <laughs> And he was very complimentary of his delivery drivers and they all took a picture together and it was posted and they were all very happy. And if you're not watching on YouTube and you want to see that picture, go uh, sign up for the newsletter at theclipout.com. And then finally, Pop Sugar had uh, their weekly article. They spun the wheel and it landed on Robin Arzan this week and they talked to her about advice for tackling uh, big goals. Yeah, they uh, they went through a few things about her advice that she says, like how to get it on your calendar. And so if you have read her book, Shut Up and Run, you might have read some of these before. Mm-hmm. And they kind of reused some of these things, but also stuff that she has had on her Instagram lately, like using hyperice, you know, right. for recovery, things like that. But point being, break that stuff down, get it on your calendar. If you need more specifics, that would be a good time to check out our newsletter as well. So we'll go into, we'll have the whole thing right there in front of you. Peloton birthdays. And then coming up on May 16th, it is Maddie Majacomo's birthday. Happy birthday, Maddie. You are a special guy, and we uh, are super proud to know you. He said he was going to be 36 this year. How about that? Awesome. Checking in with the Peloton community. So joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Karen Reddy. Hey, Karen, how's it going? Hi. Hi. Great. So, um, well, thank you for being here. It's very scenic. I don't uh, have we had someone do one of these outdoors yet? I don't know if we have. Here you are on lovely Long Beach Island. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. The LBC. I'm going to have Sublime stuck in my head. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, when did you hear about Peloton? Like, how did you find it in the world? My husband had a spin bike and he didn't use it very often at that point. But our neighbor here at the beach said, Hey, have you heard about this? You know, you can do it on the app. You don't have to have the bike. You can use the app. And at that point, I think it was like, what, $12.99 a month. And he went home in September after that summer and started every day, lost a bunch of weight. And I was a little jealous (laughs) at that point. I was then a third grade teacher. I taught 30 years in the Arlington County public school system just outside Washington, D.C. And I found out that November that I had to have surgery. And I knew that recovery from the surgery would be a whole lot better if I were to drop, you know, 10 pounds, 20 pounds, 30 pounds. So one day I said, can I just try it? Can I try it? (laughs) And he said, yeah, yeah, you can. So I got on with my sneakers on his spinning bike and, you know, got on there and survived my first class, came back for a few more and ended up finding Jen Sherman. And she's about my age. I knew the music she played. I was inspired. (laughs) I got to the point where I got up every morning at five before I went to school and got my workout in and knew that I had accomplished something for the day that I wouldn't have done before that. I had tried different, you know, Pilates classes and things like that and never really stuck with anything, never found anything that inspired me. That kept you to, going. To stick with it. Yeah. And so then at that point, your husband was like, you owe me six fifty a month. <laughs> <laughs> Where are but, we in, in the timeline, though? Like, how far back was this? So that was 
November 2017. That's when I first started. Okay. My surgery was the following January, and I ended up losing 30 pounds before my surgery in January. Wow. And recovery went a whole lot better than I expected. (laughs) And, you know, it took a while to get back on the bike after that, but I did. And I celebrated my 100th ride, I guess, that March. That's awesome. So you lost 30 pounds before you did 100 rides? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, it, it's like three pounds a ride. I, don't, I, haven't, ride. I haven't kept all of it off. Well, I was going to say, I, with, I'd like to say I got stronger. Sure. <laughs> maybe not skinnier, but stronger. Yeah. Well, of course. And with some of that, like, were you trying to diet as well? Or were, oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, it wasn't yes. just the bike yeah. because the, that's, that's no, really fast to yeah. lose that much it wasn't weight. Just, it, it was a combination, but okay. it was. I was inspired when I got to the point where I was like, oh, my pants are big. I get to buy small pants. <laughs> <laughs> that you is know, for that sure. That's a great um, feeling. Yes. <laughs> so. The best is when you get to buy a new belt. Yeah. <laughs> like going that direction. Well, I, don't, I don't wear belts anymore, so I'm not sure that's going to be something I'll need for very long. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But okay. So we're in 2018 now. Now, at some point, you transitioned to a Peloton bike. Tell us how that oh. happened. But not at that. It was two and a half years, over two and a half years, and probably 1,250 rides before we actually got our bike. Wow. My husband and I were watching an NFL playoff game or something, and I said something to him about buying a bike. And he said, ah, yeah, but, you know, we go back and forth beach. It would be difficult to transport it. And you, know, you wouldn't want to leave it at home in Virginia for the entire summer if you were at the beach. And you know, how would we do that? And so I got on the JSS tribe Facebook page. I said, okay, guys, help me out. My husband thinks it's going to be too difficult to transport this bike. Please convince him otherwise. And they came back like rapid fire. No, no, no. We, I move mine all the time. It's easy. You can do it. So we gave in. My husband gave in and we ended up getting our first bike in January, 2020. Wow. Just before the pandemic. Just before things hit. (laughs) We actually had a six-week camping and cross-country road trip planned before the pandemic. And we got about a week into that before everything changed. Having that bike at home was was a good thing. Yeah. I mean, I bet bet that was a huge difference during the pandemic. I mean, I guess you had a bike either way, so you would have been fine. But it's nice to have the actual thing. When I first started on the app, you had to scroll and scroll and scroll to high five anybody and then they could never see you. And so I like being able to join it. Yeah. Now you can high five with abandon. Exactly. <laughs> so did you get a bike plus? Did you get a bike? Did you get we one? Did. And- so we brought the bike to the beach house and decided, okay, now we're just going to leave that one here. And we bought the bike plus for our Virginia house. <laughs> I, I timed that for delivery on my husband's birthday. Nice. <laughs> so it was a gift for him. Well, he rides it too. <laughs> he actually tried to jump the Sunday Jen Sherman ride on me the other oh. day. And I said, oh, I don't think so. Oh, yeah. No. Like, Go to the other house and do that. Yeah. <laughs> Just a short drive to the beach. <laughs> Just kidding. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So you went from having one bike, you went from having a spin bike to then trading up to a Peloton bike. And now you have and a Peloton and a two. bike plus. Okay. So, yeah. Now, I guess you probably know the answer to this, but I don't. How do they handle that with the memberships? Do you have to carry two memberships or can you have one for both? 
So when we use our bike here at the beach, it bricks the bike at home. Okay. And then we sign back into that one and bricks the one here. Okay. Yeah. As long as you don't have them try to use them at the same time. You're not using it at the same time. Yeah. Right. That seems fair, I guess. Yeah. The only time you have to pay two memberships is when you're using them simultaneously. Exactly. So if you have bikes and you have two bikes and you want to ride at the same time, then you have to pay two memberships. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Exactly. Okay. So what was your fitness level like before Peloton? Like what were you working at at all? Were you not working out? Well, you know, I had my Fitbit and tried to get my 10,000 steps in and thinking that, you know, oh, I'm a teacher. I'm constantly active. You know, third graders keep you moving all the time. Yeah. No. (laughs) (laughs) Kids are lazy now. They they, They they do keep you moving. Yes, they do. That's true. But my fitness level was horrible, and it wasn't something that I prioritized at all. Didn't find joy in any exercise that I had tried, so therefore I didn't continue. I mean, like you said earlier, Peloton just really changes that. I mean, it it really, for me, I had the same experience you did, where it's like nothing really held my interest, engaged me in the same way. What do you think it is about Peloton that engages you to keep going, keep coming back to the bike? For me, a, a big part of it is the music. I know that there are certain rides that I'll do that I know the music and I'll be singing the words. And so I know when I found Jen's epic sing-alongs, for example, that I'd be, you know, (laughs) I might've had my AirPods in or something, but I'd be, you know, singing out loud. (laughs) That really helps. And then after I joined the JSS tribe and got to know virtually some of the people, I actually got to meet some people here on Long Beach Island. That's cool. Um, So that was really cool. Went to hang out on the beach with some, met some for a drink. And then last summer, I had some stop by as well. (laughs) That's awesome. I've had Peloton in the wild. Well, that's the best. Yes. So it says here that you have been making masks for people. Like I have a crap ton. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. That's it's, the official. It's actually I'm consulting my notes. It's a metric crap ton. <laughs> <laughs> if you had told me a year ago, I wouldn't believe you. I mean, just That's so people sure. get an idea of what Tom means by a metric crap ton. I know that you're way over seventeen thousand at this point. What is the exact number at this point? Like seventeen thousand nine hundred forty-six, I think. Good Lord. Holy cow. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. You're the Lord of masks. <laughs> so actually, this is the first one I ever made. Oh, wow. Um, and I, when I first started sewing, which was just the October before the pandemic hit, I was sewing things like baby quilts and items for a camping trip. I made, you, you know, nylon utility bags for our laundry in and our gear and things like that. And runner, tent runners for the floor. So the floor wasn't so cold. So I got on YouTube. A friend of mine said, you know, I hear that nurses need these because they're slathering their masks with hand sanitizer between shifts. Oh, "Oh, God, that's disgusting. You know, like, why would you want, you know, and so I had some fabric and I pulled it out and this was the very first one. So at that point, I didn't have any elastic. I had to make all the ties and that sort of thing. And I figured, okay, well, this covers your face. It's going to give you some protection. So this is what I first started with. And then people sent me elastic. They sent me fabric. They sent me stamps to send out more. And I started sending out to people who I knew were nurses and doctors. And then I get a message saying, hey, my niece is a nurse. Can you send her some? Sure, I'll send her some. <laughs> and can you send some to my son who's a doctor in New York? Yes. 
And so tribe members helped me find places to send them contacts and that sort of thing. And that's, and it just, that's where it started. And it just ballooned from there. Um, I started to find fun fabrics. So in the summertime I had flip flops and beach umbrellas and sailboats and crabs and things like that. And bicycles (laughs) that, that, that was, that was a fun one. And I made them for all sorts of holidays. So Easter, 4th of July, Halloween, Christmas, Hanukkah, St. Patrick's Day, Valentine's Day. Wow. (laughs) Whatever I could find the fabric for. And then I even had (laughs) some spin spin bike fabric. (laughs) It was fun. So how long does it take you to make a mask? 17,000 seems like like that, almost 18,000. Yeah. Yeah. I do it in steps. So I would, you know, one step would be to cut the fabric. The next step is to sew the two pieces together. And then the third step is to invert the fabric. A lot of ironing, especially if I'm doing the pleated ones. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how much time I've spent at the ironing board in the last year. Went through a couple of ironing board covers because I burned them out. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> even know. The, iron, the Wait, irons are still working. But I didn't even know that board. was possible. Yeah. I didn't know it was possible yeah. to burn an iron cover. It shows you how wrinkled well, our clothes are around yeah. here. <laughs> exactly. I didn't, I didn't use mine much before either. <laughs> and when you spend most of the day at the ironing board, yes, that'll, that will happen. So I could probably make, if I'm working full on in a day, I can make about 200, but that's kind of morning to night, constant working. Whoa. Um, Good Lord. Yeah. There are days that I'll work on it full time and day, I'm retired, so I can do that. And there are days that I have little helpers, my three and a half year old granddaughter and my two year old grandson like to sit and push the button that cuts the threads. <laughs> so when they're my helpers, we don't get as many done. On yeah. those days. But, but they do like to sew maskers, as they call them. <laughs> maskers. <laughs> <laughs> so are people still sending you like ideas for people to send them to? Or is that still happening? Because I mean, gosh, COVID has just changed So much, so dramatically. And I feel like we're in a new phase of it right now. So is that still occurring? It still occurs. Lately, schools in Washington, D.C. area, in the Northern Virginia area, have just reopened for hybrid learning. So at the school where I used, two of the schools where I used to teach, the school system that my children went through, I've been supplying them with masks. So if a kid comes to school and their mask gets dirty or it gets broken and they can't wear it or something like that, then there's a basket they can choose from. The teachers, I'm told that these two schools, the teachers are walking around. So they say, it's like you haven't left. Because, you know, <laughs> we see your masks and, you know, <laughs> all over the building. <laughs> wow. Did I see correctly on Facebook, I saw a post that you actually got like a little medal in the mail, like somebody sent. So what was that about? Tell us about that. A friend of mine, her husband is actually the ambassador to Serbia, sent me the medal and it says this machine fought COVID-19. And so I now have that medallion on the front of my sewing machine. That is so cool. That's really cool. As a way to commemorate it. Yeah. And I've saved all the scraps of fabric. So someday when I'm not sewing masks, I'll make a scrappy quilt or two or three or nine because I have (laughs) so much to work with. You can make quilts. Quilts out of of all the scrapses. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Were you going to ask something else about the masks, Tom? Oh, I was just thinking that for the schools, they should have two baskets of masks. Masks. Why two? The one should be like, if the mask breaks, the kid can pick from that one. The other one, if the kid forgets the mask, then he has to pick from 
embarrassing masks. Oh, like oh, right? like, like fun prints. <laughs> like should be like one, like me one that's got like a giant like piece of poop on it, like a picture of a piece <laughs> of poop. Don't actually put poop that, on the mask. Those, those I haven't made. I am a little discerning about my fabric. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like that's to encourage I like it the to kids. Be fun, but not you know, we're not but going see, this there. Is the plan to encourage the kids to bring a mask to bring their own mask to school. If they <laughs> forget their mask, their mask, right? They have to wear something embarrassing. <laughs> Ah, I don't know. Wow. I, would, I wouldn't want to look at a poop emoji mask. That's for sure. How many hours do you think you've spent on this in the last year? Because it seems like a full time job. Oh. I mean, that like, well, well, it could have been at the beginning. I feel like it gave me a really good outlet. I mean, I couldn't stand the bike all day. I didn't have the energy to do that. It well, gave sure. me something to keep my mind and my hands focused. So I wasn't eating constantly which i probably would have done with you know watching watching the news and <laughs> so it's kind of guided most of my days but it that's been good because my husband and i were pretty much locked down our oldest daughter was pregnant with her third child and we weren't taking any chances so we didn't really go anywhere we weren't really doing anything so i kept myself busy with something that i thought might help people well it's awesome so- but i just did a little bit of quick math because 18,000 masks, 18,000 divided by 12. So because, I mean, it's been a roughly a year, right? So that means yeah. approximately 1,500 masks a month, a month. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And then let's let's divide that out by four weeks a month. That means that each week you are creating 375 masks. Probably. And so then divide that by seven. That means on average, you made 54 masks a day. (laughs) And that sounds crazy, doesn't it? Your next surgery is going to be for carpal tunnel. I'm hoping for no more surgeries. Right, right. That is the hope. No surgeries. But that is incredible. I mean, it really is. I understand that you were, you didn't have a lot to do and you wanted to keep yourself busy. But I mean, that is above and beyond. I mean, wow. Just wow. That's incredible. Congratulations to you for yeah, doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Especially because so much has transpired in the last year. I do think on some levels, like we've kind of forgotten how hard it was to find masks at the beginning. I know. Like, it's it just was yeah. a, so, so crazy. It was a mad scramble to try and find any sort of face covering especially on the east coast so yeah yeah (laughs) wow the really cool thing was too that i got to see them in all sorts of different places a friend of mine is an anchor on msnbc and she has a house here at the beach and i tutor her kids in the summertime so she wore some of them when she was on air how cool Um, i see pictures on facebook i saw people going to vote wearing my mask nice one was in a picture was in the newspaper of someone wearing the mask and then going to get their vaccinations, people have posted wearing the masks. So that's been really cool. How yeah. awesome. You need yeah. to make like a scrapbook of all those pictures and things like that so that you never forget. <laughs> I've been saving the pictures and I want to make some sort of a collage or something. Totally. Yeah, that's going to be cool. That is cool. So kind of getting back to Peloton then. So would you say that you have a favorite instructor? I don't want to put any words in your mouth. Oh, no, absolutely. (laughs) There's a a, a go-to if I haven't mentioned Jen Sherman enough. (laughs) Oh, she actually, I sent her some and she wore some and posted on her Instagram account too. Oh, wow. And so does that imply that the JSS tribe is your favorite Facebook tribe? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you should have made Jen Sherman a Bruce Springsteen 
mask. Oh, that would be so funny. Oh, she's like, oh, she's gonna put that down. (laughs) Well, I also have some Grateful Dead ones. Oh, awesome! (laughs) I know she's talking about a Grateful Dead two ride, or you know, another. She could do that too. Yeah, you never know. (laughs) She was talking today about going to a Grateful Dead concert. That's what it was. Oh yeah. Well, I think at this point, any of us would settle for any live music. At this point, it really wouldn't have to be a big band. Just anything. That's true. I was thinking, like, yes, even the Grateful Dead. I know. We're not big Grateful Dead fans. (laughs) I love me some classic rock, but the Grateful Dead is like, oof. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't care for them. But I would like to go back and see a pink show, though, because you've ever seen one where she's flying through the air, you know, on the. It is phenomenal. That's amazing. Phenomenal. Yeah. She puts on such a good show. Yeah, like if you ever get a chance to go, just to people listening, like you should absolutely go. Even if you're like, yes. I don't really care for the music. This doesn't this, matter. The stage production is like be is like Broadway level. It's like a Cirque du Soleil show. It's that amazing. And the, that and the vibe of the crowd. Yes. Every age level, every, you know, stripe of the rainbow, every like anything goes. Yes. Yeah. It's just always very positive and God, yeah. Yeah. I miss that. Yeah. That would be great. She, she we we ended one. up going the last time and the guy who sat next to me was so large that he was physically in my seat area. So my husband went up to customer service and they gave us tickets, which happened to be down on the floor in like the 11th row. Oh, so nice. we were right there. Wow. It was yeah. A lot of people awesome. don't realize that as someone who works <laughs> in, the, in the concert industry. Like if you find yourself in a situation like that, a lot of times like the buildings typically have holds like seats on hold for situations like that or if you're next to somebody who's really rude unless you go to the BOK center yeah. in Tulsa and then they won't let you know they're douchebags they and are. they don't have those and they <laughs> yeah. treat you like but normal venues that aren't the BOK center in Tulsa <laughs> don't do that they have seats set aside in case something like that occurs yeah, yeah. we had a very bad experience at BOK in case you tell. couldn't tell yeah it yeah. was Billy Joel, right? It was Billy Joel. Yeah. And yeah, oh. not a fan of the BOK Center. No. Yeah. No. And we drove all the way there. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, back to your <laughs> thing. <laughs> okay. So what about your leaderboard name? How did you come up with it? Or what is it, first of all? And how did you come up with so, it? So my leaderboard name is LBI Girl. It happens to be the same as my license plate. I had the license plate first. I grew up here on Long Beach Island. Went to school and we lived year round on the island, second through fourth grade. And my husband and I bought a house here in 2009. My parents have a house. Being one of seven children, I only got one week a year. (sighs) And one week at the beach is not enough. (laughs) So I needed more. And I was a school teacher, so I had the entire summer off. And so we looked for two years, finally found the house in 2009. Then Superstorm Sandy hit and we in 2012 (laughs) and we spent a couple years redoing the house most of the work we did ourselves Uh, i got really good at pulling wire and you know wiring light switches and things like that my husband and i did all that electrical work on our own we had somebody else do the major part of the build but we did a lot of hands-on that's incredible yeah five years total to get you know to a situation where we thought we were quote-unquote done (laughs) but yeah, now we have different projects that we work on a garden in the back. And so. Wow. That sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, that sounds awful. <laughs> I'm really tired so. these days. So like every time I think of this like massive amount of work, I'm just like, I can't really put myself in that place. It stresses <laughs> me. I worked five days a week with third graders and then we drove up here on the weekends to do all this for 
five years. I'm not going to lie. That does not sound delightful. I'm sure the end result is delightful and worth it. My my grandmother used to say, you you do the best you can with what you've got. That's true. That's what we did. And I'm sure it was totally worth it. Like you're loving your spot now. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And now we can come spend as much time here as we'd like. Which is, yeah. And make masks. And make masks. Well, yes. (laughs) But hopefully not for much longer. Like the end is nigh. Let's hope. I get my second dose of the vaccine on May 1st. So I'm hoping for a more normalized summer. We live just down the street from the small yacht club. It sounds very she-she, the yacht club. (laughs) It's it's basically a clubhouse with some docks. (laughs) Um, We've got a crabbing boat and then, then another boat that we can go out on the bay. So we'll awesome. do that this summer. No water skiing this year for me after my shoulder surgery. So we'll pace have to yourself. find other, other things to do. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. We need to keep that shoulder in shape for you to do your other sewing and stuff too. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, when I had the surgery, I had this huge bandage on it. And my husband actually put some work on it. He drew the Peloton symbol <laughs> and wrote my, my leaderboard name on the side. So. <laughs> That's awesome. So not only does my clothing say Peloton, but so did my bandage. Nice. (laughs) So do you have any advice for people who are just now getting their bikes? I'd say, yes, consistency is key. I think in order to make something a habit, you have to work to make it a habit at first. In the AA program, they say, you know, fake it till you make it. And that was the approach that I took with the bike. You know, I was going to stay consistent and give it a chance to have an impact on me. I found classes with music that I liked. I found the intensity that I could do. And then I got involved with the tribe, which I knew that there was some accountability there. Mm-hmm. People would say like, I'll see you in the morning. And so, you know, I knew if I didn't show up in the morning that they'd be like, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> and for me over this past year where social stuff has been so difficult, I've actually been connected to so many people who ride Peloton. So them saying like, you know, which ride are you going to do tomorrow? has been a good thing for me. Find a buddy who will help keep you accountable if you're new. Start off with the shorter classes. This year, I've just, I jumped into the Power Zone Challenge this spring, which I have never done before. And if you take chances, you might surprise yourself. Very true. That is true. All great advice. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Before we go, where can people find you if you would like to be found? I am on Facebook, Karen Allen Reddy, and I am on Instagram as Mrs. Reddy 3, a remnant of of my teaching days. Oh, I just thought your husband was just tearing through wives. (laughs) I am the second one, and he used to call his work wife his third wife. It's all coming together. She handed him divorce papers when he retired. (laughs) That's awesome. That's funny. Well, I feel like you should be Mrs. Reddy 2 then. Yeah. Well, that is awesome. Okay. Well, what else were you going to say, Tom? No, I was just going to say thank you for joining us. Yes. Thank you very much, Karen. Thank you so much for having me. So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Until next time, where can people find you? People can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram, Twitter, The Bike, and of course, The Tread at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, facebook.com slash The Clip Out. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And of course, uh, don't forget to find us on YouTube where you can subscribe to the show and watch everything you're hearing. That'll be fun. 
Right. Theoretically. So anyway, that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep playing. And running. Running.